open, I can't get caught in these little traps. And I don't need to burn sage because that's witchcraft. We need to stop being mad at the person. It's not the flesh, it's the spirit. We need discernment. It's scary to have it all figured out and you still don't know what's coming. If I say Jesus is coming, then people think it's funny. But all these kids believe in tooth fairies and Easter was about Jesus, they replace with a bunny distractions give us more faith than Santa Claus than our savior. How come the letters in Santa also spell Satan? If scary movies are good, then why do we fear it? Why do these stories like to call alcohol spirits? Help me understand it. The world been looking shady. I just need some answers. I'm seeing men turn into ladies. Everything is Thank you so much for joining me today. Man, what a blessed time this morning uh you're hearing the sounds of the one and only carrying the light with wishcraft part one man what a if you listen to the sounds of carrying the light you know he's one of the most underrated hip-hop gospel artists right now right now he's underrated he is underrated this 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 artist and he's also an ordained minister and he has so much knowledge that it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense that right there you know this individual who's blessed by God is flowing like a regular a regular secular hip hop artist but that was Witchcraft Part 1 by Carrying the Light. Uh, it's 7.09 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 47 degrees in the beautiful capital city of Columbia, South Carolina. We are live. We are live right now on podcast networks all over the world. On episode 540, 540, 540 today. We are blessed that you are with us on this day today. Man, here we go. Here we go, y'all. Here we go with day four of the series titled Lent, A Journey According to Luke. And we're going to go into that right now. And here we go. Jesus confronted the Pharisees about the change that he was bringing into the world. He did not come to just pass things up but intend to establish completely a new way of living it wasn't about bringing in more man-made requirements such as a requirement of the pharisees to fast twice a week but a radically free life that will also fulfill the law demanding change is easy but it is a lot harder then we have to experience it ourselves. However, a change, a change led by God will always lead us to a better place. What a powerful word today on this edition of Words of Encouragement podcast. Now, you know that was short and simple, short and simple. So the nuggets that I got from this message today now, this is a simple one today before I get ready to um, log off today. Um, it's a simple one today. And the nuggets that I got from this today is Jesus. Jesus confronted the Pharisees about change 
that he is bringing to the world. So when Jesus was confronted by the Pharisees and he wanted to bring change into the world, Jesus did not come to patch, patch the things up with the Pharisees. He did not do that. But Jesus came to bring change so that we can have a brand new way of living. A brand new way of living. So it wasn't about him confronting the Pharisees and making sure that, you know, the world got changed. No. Jesus, what Jesus did was he was trying to establish a new way of living so that we can have a better way of doing greater things in the kingdom and especially for those who want to get to know Christ. Amen. But a change led by God will always lead us to a better place. Let me say that again. A change will always lead us into a better place. Now, for some folks today that still feel that they don't want to deal with change, they don't want to deal with change, that happens. That happens. But let me also say this today before I continue on with the broadcast. God can change your whole outlook on life. God can change everything. When I tell you everything, everything. God can change everything. Yes, he can. Now, before I continue on today, I want to give reverence to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. Also, I want to give reverence today to that individual who is in need of prayer today. We all in need of prayer on a daily basis. We all need prayer. We all need prayer. We all need prayer. Prime example, look at Jonah. Jonah was a Jonah was a prophet. Jonah was a prophet that, you know, he he did he did great things. Jonah was also being disobedient to the direction of God. Jonah was disobedient. Jonah felt that, you know, that not doing everything God's way wasn't going to be. So Jonah felt that oh, I'm going to do everything my way and not listen to the direction of God. So my point is, when Jonah didn't listen to God, Jonah got swallowed up by the whale. Jonah got swallowed by the whale. And Jonah felt that, oh, if I'm not going to listen to God's direction, so I get to pay the price for not being obedient to God's direction. So Jonah found out and the whale swallowed him up. The whale swallowed him up and he was inside that belly of the whale for three days and three nights. 
So let's not be obedient. Let's not be disobedient. Let's not be disobedient, y'all. Let's just not be disobedient. Let's just be what God has for our lives. Let's just listen to what his direction is telling us to do. See, sometimes when you listen to God, God is only trying to tell you what is right and what is wrong. So just like today, we have to listen to what God is telling us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And just like now, hallelujah, I'm just blessed and highly favored that the presence of God is with us today. You know, even throughout the struggle, even throughout the pain, even throughout the pain today, let's not, let's not be disobedient to God. Let's not be disobedient to God today. I'm just happy, y'all, that God is just doing amazing things in this life today. Let's just listen to what he has to say for our lives today. It is exactly, it's exactly 717 today on this edition of Words of Encouragement Podcast. You know, we want to say to all of you today, thank you. Thank you so much for just being with us today. You know, God is doing something amazing for our lives today. You know, join Sister Shelley today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life. That Devoted Life. Please join Sister Shelley today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life. Amen. Amen. Also, I want you to join us on this upcoming Sunday for the broadcast of Kingdom Vision Church. Kingdom Vision Church official on Facebook. Join us for our 8 a.m. services from Sumter, South Carolina. And also join us for our 11 a.m. services from our main campus in Columbia. 1701 Alta Vista Drive, Columbia, South Carolina. My pastors are the Doctors Johnny and Dr. Cindy White. Um, please join us on this upcoming Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. Amen. Amen. Um, Before I get ready to log off today, I am going to do a broadcast. Um, Actually, I'm going to do a recording from way back. I'm going to do a recording from way back um, from December. Um, Minister Alfreda Dunlap, I want to bring in the presence of God as we're leaving this recording today and i think i'm about to do that right now so here we go with minister dunlap amen amen
God, every time I hear Minister Dunlap intercede, it just uplifts. It it just uplifts my day. It just totally uplifts my day today. When I say totally, I mean totally uplifts my day. So, 7:26 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for joining me today on episode 540. 540. Man, what a time that we had today on this broadcast today. Man, my name is William T. Pearson, and I thank you so much for joining me today on this edition of Words of Encouragement Podcast, episode 540, and we are out. Blessings. Great morning to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's 10 minutes after 7. It is now 33 degrees in the beautiful capital city of Columbia, South Carolina. We are live right now on podcast networks all over the world. We're live on Breaker Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and Radio Public. Thank you for joining me today. We are live right now. I just want to say to all of you today, 
thank you for joining me right now today. Man, I am so happy today that we're on episode 541. 541 today. So, let me tell you something about God. When you least expect it with God, God can do the miraculous. God can do the miraculous. When you think God can't do it, God can do it. God can do amazing things when you think that he can't do it. But God can do it. He can do it today. So, yesterday on the broadcast of Kingdom Vision Church, yesterday of Dr. Sydney White. Dr. Sydney White, when I tell you that this woman of God is so powerful, she is powerful and always had a word. But guess what? Dr. White had a word yesterday. But someone else took over. Someone else took over the 11 o'clock service yesterday. And I think what I'm going to do today, um, after, after I do my show, after I do that, then we're going to go into the broadcast of Kingdom Vision Church with one of my dear friends in the gospel. His name is Brother Russell or Deacon Russell Hawkins. And when I tell you this man is, I mean, he has a testimony that will really, really blow your mind. I mean, I'm going to actually, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to, I'm actually going to that recording here so um, you can hear his this amazing man of God's testimony here so um, actually I'm just putting in the recording here I say I'm telling my team right now to get it ready um, for it so whenever uh, we get there we will we will go there on that here uh, it's 7 14 a.m. Eastern Standard Time thank you so much for joining me today uh, we're about to get ready to go into our devotional today. Um, and our devotional is part, is actually another part of this Lent series that we're doing titled Journey. Titled Journey. And we're going to do that right now. Let me just get that here for a second here. Deacon Ru- Russell Hawkins here today. Uh, I'm just going to go back a little bit here. So here we go with our with with the devotional for this day. Jesus gave some of his challenging teaching when the crowds are at his largest. Jesus asked them, "Are you willing to listen?" He then dishes out some of the hardest to follow teaching in the Bible. His teaching runs counter to almost everything being taught in the world. It certainly isn't easy to live out. These verses make me uncomfortable because I know I often fall short. It's so easy to put myself first instead of others. Thankfully, 
In those moments when we get it right, we also know that the reward of this type of living can bring, I guess, to the point. Living kingdom requires more than just words, more than just attitudes. Jesus cares about our actions. How we treat others really matters. Good morning to Stormy Who. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we are on, actually we are on day six of the series titled Lent journey according to Luke and the nuggets that I got from this today is Jesus challenge crowds at their largest the most challenging teaching so in the devotional and it was a short devotional today it says Jesus seemed to give his most challenging teachings when the crowds are at their largest and Jesus say these words are you willing to listen are you willing to listen so his teaching ran into the counter to almost everything that is being taught in this world so is is we fall short of the glory of God we always fall short of the glory of God so let me say this today are you willing to listen? Are you willing to listen to God? Are you willing to listen to his direction? Are you willing to listen to what God is trying to tell you? God only wants you, you, God wants you to listen. Just listen. He wants you to be attentive of his guidance. He wants you to be attentive of his glory. He wants the best for your life. He wants the best for your life. And my question today is, are you willing to listen? How we treat others really matters. How we treat others really matters. It's 7.18 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're going to go into the Bible verse for this day. And we're just going to go into um, Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 28. And the Bible says, I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Verse 28 says, bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. So we all have enemies. We all have enemies that that does not like what we stand for. What we stand for. 
So love your neighbors. Verse 27 from the book of Luke chapter 6. Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. So the Lord just said in his word, do good to them which hates you. Let's do that, saints of God. Even though we have enemies that hate us, but guess what? Just do good to them that hates you. That's my devotional for this day today, y'all. So, I got one announcement that I want to say to you. Sister Shelly, join Sister Shelly today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life, That Devoted Life, as she's continuing her monthly series titled Standing Acclimated. Stand Acclimated. Please join Sister Shelly today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life. Amen. Amen. Now, here's part two of my uh, of my broadcast today. Brother Russell Hawkins did a testimony yesterday on the broadcast yesterday, and I'm going to go into that right now. Um, if I can just tell my team to get get this situated here today, um, man, this is this this is such an amazing testimony that brother Haw- brother Hawkins did yesterday, and. And here we go. I'm going to post that right now. So here's Brother Hawkins today. Amen. He said, the only way you can do that is to be responsible. 
And so he made me responsible. But I took that responsibility and turned it around and went the other way with it. And so in 1973, 74, I'm an old fella, but I got introduced to marijuana in high school. And so I started smoking and getting high and going to parties and stuff like that. And uh, after a while, I met this guy. I was always attracted to guys that was a lot older than me because they trusted me because of the way I carried myself. And so he told me, he said, Russell, I'm not gonna cover them things today. I'm gonna face them. But he said, I know a way you can make money. Well, he said, that's a lot went off in my head and I'm ready. So I started selling nickel bags. I don't know if y'all remember that. But I used to sell them. And so I started making a money. And so, but I was still going to school after the military to be a cop. So I did two years over there. And in 76, after I got out of school, my uncle was a master cop in Detroit. And he told me, he said, Well, son, get your career started, come up here. So I went up there. And I lived with him for a while. So I would have an attraction to the street a long time. So I got, you know, I used to uh, watch these guys in the corner down here. They make some serious money. And so I got, got in involved with them. And so they got themselves in the market. And so I started making money. I was going to school and my mom told me, she said, I'm going to tell you something right now. She said, if you get in trouble, she said, you want me home. It's sure your enough. I got myself in some trouble. I was riding down the freeway one night, slipping the junk. The police stopped me. And they shined the light on me and made me pull over. So they found a half mile from me in front of the seat. Well, I knew I was going back then. But let me tell you something now. God had his hands on me. Yes. Long time ago. So anyway, they pulled me over. God told me, he said, look, he said, I've been waiting to get some of some of y'all for a long time. He said, you're going down tonight, you're going to fry. So it just happened to be a uh, robbery in progress in the area. And so they had to go. So he they, they uh took me. He gave it back to me. I'm like, damn, you're pretty cool now. So anyway, he thought about it. He took that back from me. He and I was on the freeway with you this night. And so <clears throat> I met this guy. the bus driver. His name was Felix. He passed away. But anyway, he was one of the coolest fellows I ever met. And so he told me, he said, hey, cool. He said, I want you to come to this party with me. Went to this party, and they were doing the coke. I never seen it, never tried it, didn't want to do it. So anyway, a lot of women there. And so this girl, and she, she put me down. 
Okay, for those that that's 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 coming on to the show today, uh, you're hearing the sounds of one of my dearest friends in the gospel, Brother Russell Hawkins. Uh, he's doing a testimony. He's doing a personal life-changing testimony about him when he was on drugs. And when I tell you Brother Russell was on drugs heavily, he was on drugs heavily. And I will continue playing this for another like five to ten minutes. So I'll let you hear it and I'm going to tell you, it's going to make you rethink about a lot of things, even about what's really out there in this world. Here we go. And usually I take people with me. This particular time, I didn't. I let my alone everything. So I, I knew this guy, but I didn't know what he was going to do. You know, everybody doing drugs is a crime. All of them. You can't call the cops if you rip you off. So you know, you're street business. You take care of the best way you can. So, but anyway, when I got there, he had, uh, I asked him, I said, where is the money? And this time, I found some coke for about a thousand. So he didn't, he was hesitant. I don't know why. But when I went to get the dope out of the car, I turned around and he had done it. And this is my hand. And he started cussing and getting off the street. He was getting ready for the night. So at that time, I got in a serious way. I didn't care if you killed me or not. It didn't matter. But you ain't gonna pump me like this. So I managed to get the gun from him. But before the end, he pulled the trigger two times. And the gun ain't no more. So. I'm not thinking about father So but anyway, I managed to get the gun from him, and I did the same thing again. It still didn't work. So what I did is I took the body of the gun and hit him on him, and I took his money. And I went back. And at that time, when you do something like that, the street, the street credit go up. I had the utmost respect for the people that I dealt with. So anyway, I stayed in Detroit for a while, and then I moved back here. And in 1980, I had a series of deaths in the family. I lost my best friend over there on River Drive. He died in my arms. A week later, my father passed away. I went in the house. So I'm still about late 20, 
and a lot going on in my life, so I'm at another point. I said, no, he's a lot older than me. And he said, man, come on. He said, I need you to hang out with me. So I did. We got into the business again. So he took me to a place down near Orangeburg. We used to call the farm. So when I got down there, the guy, he was an ex-cop. And they used to get a lot of drugs and stuff from uh, my area. So I got there that day, and I seen a bunch of guys out there with the all over the place. So I'm telling this guy, I'm like, I said, man, what are we getting to? He said, man, let's be cool like you always do. And so I did. So this guy, they were Levi. And I met him. And he said, you know what, man? He said, you want to take it to another level. He said, come work with me. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm talking about distribution. Distribution brings life simple, if you get caught. So, but anyway, I told him, I said, no, I'm not ready for that. So anyway, they took us on a tour. And you got to see these uh, galvanized college campus. They had about six of them in the ground. Buried up under a hay and cow and all that stuff. So they opened them up. And I see these bricks in there. And they were right there for them. And the mark was on them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we made stuff and clothes, all kind of clothes. So that's how we support our hair. So anyway, we started doing that for a while. And so I decided I wanted to do it myself. Okay, to all of you that just came on, good morning to Adjim40. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we are listening to the testimony of Brother Russell Hawkins as he was dealing with, he had a drug problem and then all of a sudden he changed his life and had Christ in his life. Here we go. <laughs> So I uh, went, uh, went to jail over there in the rest of the county for about two months, and I got home. So then, I didn't have a job at that time. So I tried to sell, and couldn't do it because I started that music again. So after that, so I almost got killed three times. The second time I got we went down, down there to the farm with my buddy, and he bought another kilo. So he said, he, he said, I want you to test this out, see what it was. So like during that time, it wasn't crack they called it. We called it free basin. That's when we take cocaine. I ain't gonna tell you how to do it now. But that's when you take cocaine and you mix it with something and come back. No rock for it. You can smoke it. So that day he told me, he said, man, he said, this stuff is 100% pure. He said, so don't smoke too much. Screw me, I'm thinking I can have it. And I did. And I was okay. I stayed at his house for about, I don't know, three days. And I finally came around. But you see, God was still with me. You know, I couldn't do that one again. So anyway, I kept going, I kept going. And you know, I would ride this train to and fall off the tracks. And that's exactly what I did. So, in, I think it was 1992. I got called again, and this time they had charges on me of uh, forgery, fraud, and coke. So I was wasting a little bit of time, and I did, I did one year, not, not quite a year. So after I got out, I went back to the same environment, because that's all I knew. And so anyway, after I got out of that, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine. He was telling me about a deal. I said, man, look at that. I ain't trying to do this. He said, well, he said, well, so let's get you back on the deal. I said, okay. So I did. That's why I got caught in four months later. Still didn't know that. So I was down on Hebrew Street in Richmond County. So I had one call, my, my mother and my sister was always telling me about that. You know, Russell, you got to make a decision. And so my sister told me, I, I talked to her from, from jail, and she said, Russell, she said, you know what? 
She said, you're going to try and lot of stuff. She said, you struggle your whole life. She said, why don't you try Jesus? I told her, I said, now, I'm not ready. She said, well, you're facing some prayer. I said, I can handle that. She said, well, why do that when you don't have to? She said, I'm going to tell you something. She said, Lord, it's going to be right now. And he's telling me, if you try him, he will show you where. So you know what? Right before the trial, I had uh, I, I said, instead of praying, I don't want to make it. So she, uh, she said, uh, when we go to court, she said, you what? Now I'm going to tell you now, now. God has been with me for a long time. So when I went to court, I didn't have a lawyer. I didn't to call the lawyer, none of that stuff. And so I knew the lady told me, she said, look, she said, you got a record. She said, I don't think you learned anything yet. She said, so I'm going to give you five years. So you know, I wanted to lie about that because it was a little money stuff. But I guess the Lord at that time told me, shut up. And she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to suspend your sentence upon restitution. And so they suspended my sentence. She said, restitution, I think it was $5,000. I had no $5,000, so I don't to come get it. So anyway, when I got home, my mother told me, she said, Russell, she said, go out to the mailbox. I said, right now, mom, I don't feel like you're about. She said, you need to go to the mailbox. My mom was very spiritual. And so I went to the mailbox. This old company I used to work for, uh, Johnson Road. They sent me a check. The check was for six grand. And they blessed the two feet. And you know what? I was right back out there. When I had that, I spent it up in the room. So I got, I, I messed around, messed around. And so I was doing pretty good for a while. And then people come around me and you say,
Oh yeah. All it takes, I see you here, you're really, really saying All it takes is for something to trigger you. You get mad at somebody or anything like that. That was my saving grace. And that's where I went. I went right back out. So I got back into it. I messed my family up. But, you know, I still was doing my thing. And so I remember one day, I was out there, man, I was out there with me. And uh, I was at this place for real, uh, Shotwell. And so, I'm in there, and somebody knocked on the door, late at night. We got guns up in there, they don't forget me. We had people looking out the police. So this guy I knew, he was some kid to me. He was a distant relative, but he talked to me, you know, helping him out. And I knew him. He was knocking through the door in the back. We were in a trailer. He said, man, there's some dude out here. I said, who? He said, he said, his name is Pastor White. I said, now, man, we're playing now. He said, no, I'm not playing. He said, he ain't leaving. He said, I'm not. I'm like, what the world is happening right now? Let me tell you something about the brother. Don't let the food taste food. Right, right, so right. Way, he come up in there. He said, come on, Russell. It's time to go. So, you know, at other times, I'm going to say, like, you know what? You need to get on down the road. But it was something about him that touched my heart at the time. And so I left with him. And so, this was in what, 2006, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, he told me, he said, man, he said, they got this place in Houston. You know, we can have a talk to you. And they're going to help him. And at that time, you know, he ain't giving me no choice. He said, uh, I got a plane ticket for you. It's a one way ticket, y'all. So I knew I would be coming back if I committed to. So, you know, the spirit told me that night before I went to the coast. He said, You know, it's not. You've been running for a long time. So I did. I ended up going. And I said to myself, I said, we're a person like you and me. So anyway, we was And so after I got down there, it was called Life Change Institute. And they had a way to isolate you from the world, this whole world of things. Like, um, you know, the Roger TV. We magazines, rock, uh, people on the news. You didn't know what was going on in the world. And so we had every Sunday, Sunday, we felt the saturation of the word of God. We heard voices all day long. And that right there delivered me from drugs. <laughs> Facing charges of um, distribution. 
And so I was telling Pastor Ryan about he said, Russell, he said, God, I'm going to bring me out of this. But let me back up just a little bit. I was on work detail down in Houston. So we would go out to Bishop Hill place every two or three times a week. And uh, I was down there by his farm. And he, 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 he got a real nice person, real nice. So I seen this guy walking towards me, and it was him. And he told me, he said, son, he said, let me tell you something. He said, you had to come down here. He said, because that was God's design for your life. He said, you tried messing with God. You tried being saved. He's telling me all of this stuff. And I'm trying to figure out how you know all of this. But anyway, he said, sometimes God will take you in a way that you never could believe in order to get you to where he wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And so right. I took you back with me. And when I got back, I had a trial. That's the right to win. Yep. So my lawyer told me, he said, Russell, look, he said, you violated the probation for going out of town this place. So he said, if I was you, I wouldn't tell the judge that. I said, if I'm, I'm going to be me, I'm telling you everything. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. So you know the consequences go with things that you do. That you do. You can be in Christ all you want to, but if you uh, break these consequences, those are the things that go on with it. So anyway, I uh, got before the judge, and she told me, she said, Sir, she said, you, you got a history. Yes, ma'am, I do. She said, uh, why can't you tell me that you've been changed? I said, well, I went to this place down there in Houston for three months, and I got rehabilitated. And she said, you did? I said, yes, I did. So I was raised in seven or ten years. So anyway, she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to suspend the sentence. If you make more institutions, and that's what happened. That's what I did. Anyway, I, 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 I really got, got myself back in the, in the church, back in the Word. I, I, I just, I can't thank God enough. Hey, what are you doing? All right, y'all. All right. It's 10 minutes to 8. You know, I did a little stand it today for Brother Russell Hawkins. Man, this man just brought a testimony that has been life-changing, life-changing today. My name is William T. Pearson. I want to say to all of you, thank you so much for joining me. I got something to say tomorrow because starting in April on Saturdays, I'll be doing William Pearson interviews starting in April. So I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. God bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his everlasting light upon you.
this day today. Amen.